G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. And Wendy Francis from the Australian Christian Lobby joining us today. Hello, Wendy. Welcome back to 2020. Thank you so much, Neil. Great to talk to you as always. Well, Wendy, uh, second week sitting for the Federal Parliament. Is there any sort of update, things that we ought to be looking at uh, as the second week gets underway? Look, it's pretty tense down there at the moment um, in Canberra. I was in Canberra myself last week and the parliament is very tense. So, uh, you know, we have, um, of course, Cory Bernardi uh, leaving. We've got the the pressure that's coming on the government from One Nation, um, as well as pressure being put on on the marriage front. Uh, So we really need to pray about that because there's a concerted effort to reignite the marriage debate. And, of course... The Prime Minister has been very clear that the only way we're going to have a voice on marriage at the moment is through a people's vote, and that's the plebiscite. So, yep, we need to be praying and watching um, down there, that's for sure. I imagine when you talk about turning up the heat uh, when it comes to the marriage debate, you've got one side who are pushing very strongly for a parliamentary uh, vote, mm. uh, and you've got the other sides, uh, and I know that ACL is a supporter of this position, of getting that plebiscite firmly back onto the agenda because it's being talked about as though it's dead and buried and that can't happen, so therefore we have to go with some sort of a parliamentary vote. But but the plebiscite's not dead and buried. It's the government's promise, isn't it? It's the government's it platform. It is the so the government's platform, and it's what they went to the, um, to the people with when they got voted in. And so we've got to understand that when people are calling for a parliamentary vote, we have had parliamentary vote after parliamentary vote, and every time it's come back no. So this is just like the dripping tap. It just goes back and back and back. But, you know, over 20 times there's been parliamentary votes of some sort or another on same-sex marriage. So it's got to go to the people now. The people have got to have a say. So there is a relentless push that's coming from the same-sex marriage lobby Mm. and the challenge is uh, for uh, every listener to this program now to not drop the ball on this but be uh, really in the ear of their local politicians, uh, federal politicians, uh, so that that they know know where uh, where people stand and uh, the sorts of uh, issues at stake here. Extremely important because the other side are really uh, motivating people to fax and to send in emails. And um, so, yeah, we, we really need to support the MPs that are standing strong on this and also contact our, any MPs and tell them where we stand as, as um, everyday Australians. Wendy, another uh, issue on the agenda, and there was a significant March for Life in Brisbane on the weekend. It was on Saturday afternoon. I know that uh, quite a bit of conversation here on this program last week talking about the importance of what's called the March for Life in Brisbane. You were there and one of the speakers at the rally at the end of the march. Mm. Uh, how do you just paint a picture for us? Uh, what did it look like on the day? I know, <laughs> I, I know that the, uh, the heat was stifling. So uh, paint us a picture. It was stifling, but the at, the atmosphere there was actually electric. 
Um, thousands of people turned out. My conservative figure would be over 2,000, but many are quoting, and Cherished Life, I've seen, are quoting 4,000, and I wouldn't say that that's not right, um, but certainly over 2,000 people. The um, people, the, the demographic was was really um, interesting as well because it was across every demographic, but I'd say a noticeably younger crowd, uh, encouraged, I think, by the turnout in the US where they had banners saying, we're the, we're the pro-life generation. Um, so I, I feel as if that had an impact as well. Uh, but the, the, the march was just a very, very special time. Of course, Queensland has not had... Um, a real issue about abortion up till now because we've had quite strong abortion laws but we've got two laws being uh, pushed now by uh, independent member Rob Pine and those bills are diabolical and would actually make Queensland the worst state in, in the country if they were passed and so this has been an imperative to get people out. So despite it being 40 degrees and uh, you know not just hot as you get in other states really really like a sauna um, people turned out in the thousands and it was a really joyful and happy time. Uh, let me just dwell on these bills for a few moments, uh, mm. known as the Pine Bills. Mm. And in Queensland, there's no upper house. No. Uh, so there's no house of review where uh, a lower house might make a decision and then an upper house considers it, makes amendments, those sorts of things, and can even block things. In Queensland, there's no upper house. So when the parliament in Queensland votes... Uh, on this uh, legislation, these bills that are introduced by Pine, uh, there is uh, the likelihood that there could be change instantly. Uh, how do you see the significance of getting it right the first time in the Queensland Parliament? So important because it's very hard to unwind bad legislation. So our, um, our process is to have committee hearings into bills and then it goes, as you say, to just this one house. So the committees have, have looked at two, the two bills. The first bill came back and was um, it, the recommendation was that it fail, uh, but the ALP voted to combine the two bills and so they've actually kept the first bill alive despite the committee saying that it should fail. And so what we have now is a cognate bill of two different bills, both diabolical, both meaning that it would be... Um, okay to abort to birth for any reason, including, including sex selection and any other reason you can imagine. Um, so very important that the politicians get this right the first time because we've even we've seen, and our, our listeners will remember that we've seen in other states where um, people have said, oh, well, we'll fix up some of the problems when we get to you know, making amendments and no amendments have actually gotten up. So this is really, really important and uh, value, value people's prayers. But if anybody lives in Queensland, value them um, still signing the petition that's still up until close of business today um, and getting in touch with your MPs. Uh, that petition, uh, is there a link on the ACL website? There is, and it's easy to find if you go to the Queensland Parliament website as well, but there is a link. And, uh, look, it's, it's a huge, it's a huge um, petition at the moment. It's the second petition we've done because there's two bills. So combined, there's over 50,000 signatures on these bills, and it is a Queensland Parliament petition, so it's quite significant. We're not talking about a change.org petition here. And so um, very big. The, the current one, I think, is up over 28,000 signatures, uh, so ex extremely um, important when it goes forward to be tabled in Parliament.
So the tabling is to happen this week, and I think Friday was the day that was set down for the tabling of these bills, but there was suggestion that it could come forward to as early as tomorrow. Uh, so uh, interesting timing with the close of that petition, uh, some, uh, some real importance on getting a signature on there. Uh, the Queensland Parliament, though, if you reflect on this for a moment, uh, Wendy Francis, um, uh, it's pretty tight. Uh, there's uh, like a cross bench in the Queensland Parliament. But on this particular issue, the Queensland Premier, Anastasia Palaszczuk, is a supporter of the Pine legislation. And the bills uh, would not uh, have been given the time in the Parliament without the government's support. So this is something that the Labor government in Queensland uh, is interested to see pushed through. So that actually increases the importance of actually taking action, does it not? It does. The problem for the Premier is that the Labor platform, their Labor, um, their position on abortion is to allow abortion. And they have a number of, of uh, female politicians who are part of Emily's list. And so that is the problem for the Premier. Uh, the, the party themselves, and <clears throat> it's been interesting because there are a number of ALP members who really do not like this legislation. So the Premier has um, made it clear that she will allow a conscience vote and, and I, I'm, I really believe and trust that there will be a number of parliamentarians on the Labor side who will take the opportunity to vote down these bills because they are truly diabolical. Now, let's move on to another issue. That one's important, pointing people to the ACL website where you can get a link for that petition to sign and uh, specifically uh, important there for Queensland listeners to be involved in that process there. Last week, Wendy, uh, you were on uh, 2020 with us and we were doing a program all about the Fifty Shades Darker uh, boycott and yep. uh, a call to boycott that film. It was launched last week, uh, had its openings here in Australia. Uh, it promised to be quite a, a, a significantly popular film. I wonder if you've had much feedback uh, coming to you as to, uh, as to the way that people are perceiving this movie and uh, your thoughts on the, on the boycott and whether it's, uh, whether it's uh, proceeding okay. Look, I think it's been very successful because one of the lies that I think people uh, believe is that I, I really don't have a right to comment on something unless I've actually seen it. And my strong recommendation to people is that that's actually just rubbish because, um, and I say to people, you don't have to eat rat poison to know that it's bad for you. And it's obvious uh, from all of the promotion of this movie that it is actually violence against women. It, it, um, it romanticises uh, domestic abuse. And so, you know, we, we've been really calling people to make this, make this position for themselves. But what it has done, as people have shared that they are not going to go and see this movie, they will not read the book and they will not um, do anything about supporting the merchandise, then other people have, have sort of said, yeah, you know what, I think, I think you're right. So there's been a growing movement and it's been across ACL, also Collective Shout, and I know globally there's a, there's a call for people to recognise the mixed messages we're giving, particularly to our young girls, when on the one hand we're saying domestic violence is really bad and you shouldn't put up with it, and on the other hand we say that this movie is very romantic and, and something for Valentine's Day. It's a lie and we need to name it as that. There's a test here, isn't there, for that inner character, the inner strength of the individual. And oftentimes we talk about whether that strength comes from ourselves or whether that is a God-given strength to be able to resist what might be a curiosity or a temptation 
but there's almost a sense, isn't there, for Christian listeners to our conversation today uh, to actually make a strong stand and decide not to see the film and to talk about the idea of you not seeing the film with your family, with your friends, because I guess that's the way the message gets out, uh, that when you give in to these sorts of images that promote domestic violence... Uh, you've got to be strong on the inside to actually say something and not be the one who's just on the sidelines and, and not paying attention to the important issues. Absolutely, Neil. I couldn't agree more. What we take in is what we become and what we give out. And so um, every person, every human being is created in the image of God. And so there is that voice inside people saying, you know what, this is not right. But if Christians are not the ones to call it out and say this is why it's not right and every human being deserves dignity and this humiliation is totally against what God would want in a relationship, if Christians are not going to call that out, other people question that in a small voice thinking, what well, you know, really, is it really that bad? Um, and so I think everybody has this in a sense of that is because of they're created in the image of God. Christians are the ones who have the reason why we have that in a small voice and we are responsible to actually tell people and speak it out. Well, Wendy Francis, always good getting your insights. A good update today on issues that the nation is facing and uh, some of the challenges by way of uh, even moral concerns with with films and the connection that that brings to uh, issues like domestic violence, uh, given that one woman each week dies at the hands of an intimate partner. Mm. Uh, that's a significant thing to be concerned about. Wendy, thanks so much for sharing your heart with us today here on 2020. Thank you so much, Neil. God bless you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.